You're listening to the Glastonbury Recording Podcast, sponsored by the Glastonbury Recording Festival on the 1st and 2nd of October, with Scalping, Bite the Buffalo, The Rintins, St. Pierre Snake Invasion, Two Man Ting and Grandma's House, plus many more. Great value tickets are on sale now from ethertickets.com. Hello, uh, welcome to the Glassbury Calling Podcast with uh, Ian and Jen. Uh, yeah, we talk about what we got up to last week. Uh, posters on our walls when we were kids. Yeah, remember those days? Uh, roadworks, uh, more gigs that we didn't make. Uh, the Ryder Cup, which is coming up this weekend. Uh, quite excited about that. Uh, also, the upcoming gigs and weekend and uh, lots more. We have tracks from uh, Twin City. Uh, Funkinsteins, Giant Robot Bodies, Twinners, Stevie and the Masquerades, uh, now Stevie Nicole, and St. Pierre Snake Invasion. But we're going to kick off the show this time with uh, a track by Shoto Dato called Enter Matador. Oh, there's a new vibration 
Okay, yeah, we open the show up with uh, Enter Matador by Shoto Dato. Uh, good day, Jem. How are you doing, mate? Well, I didn't know you just come back from Australia. Uh, I'm all right, <laughs> sports. How are you? Oh, I didn't sound Australian, did I? Maybe yeah, because I'm a set Australian accent thing. Yeah, about time to untie that kangaroo. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Uh, do you know what? It's great, isn't it? We're having this September sun. Pun yeah. intended, with an O and a U from our local group. Oh, I'm uh, really enjoying the weather. Yeah, sorry, I haven't got any of his tracks lined up. Now you said September sun. Well, you've 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 not you've got a week, haven't you? Next week's uh, uh, podcast, you could probably squeeze one in before we we lose September for October. Yeah, yeah, and Glastonbury calling month, so that's exciting. Yeah, I know, I know. It is. It's it's really exciting. So just just. Uh, a few days left to it. I mean, um, well, just over a week when this podcast goes out. So I'm getting quite nervous now. Um, you know, like you are. <laughs> but well, uh, you, you know what it's like, isn't it? You've We've got all these groups beginning to go on tour. On tour and I think the nervousness is, you know, as I was telling you earlier about Everything that sort of leads to a little bit of anticipation, excitement or anxiety, I feel I'm taking a penalty for England in a yeah. penalty shootout. And it's just you see all these exciting tours being planned for next year, next year and you just think, oh, please, please let this goal be scored. Let them score the penalty. Let these tours happen. So that's that's what's going on for me. Um, so it's really great to see all the tours that are being planned. And, and I just hope that we actually get them all seen and done. Yeah, well, well talking talking about I I did three gigs last week, so um, you know that's a bit mad. Did Idols uh, twice, uh, Portsmouth, Southampton, and then Rock Against Cancer last weekend. So yeah, how really was that? Good. How was that? Yeah, really good. Ex- some excellent um, stuff. I said on uh, the Monday podcast, uh, we there was one band that stood out, which was a new band to us uh, called OK Bye. A female singer, and they'd been a two piece and they just up to a four piece, and it was a lot full of sound than what their two piece was, uh, from what I've heard on um, their recordings. And um, yeah, really, really good, sort of like indie poppy female vocals, but yeah, re- no, they, they they were really good. Um, yeah, and they stood out because we, we hadn't seen them before, so some great stuff there, though. And great to see gigs in streets. Uh, Max is like the bastion and of the the music scene in street, and uh, it's uh, it's turned out to be like an an annual celebration of all things hard rock, with a little bit of other stuff thrown into. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and the thing was, he was quite nervous uh, in because you know he he didn't do any advance tickets or anything like that. It's always been just turn up and pay your entry fee and. Um, course you know uh you don't know who's going to come or whatever you know you're quite on the edge so um uh but it went well he had a nice sort of crowd there anyway so good stuff yeah perfect and and you've been working on your you've been going through a house move it's It's not happened yet you you know and, and everyone's asking me these questions uh and and then i'm feeling every time i look at the tour and i'm looking at glastonbury i'm getting quite nostalgic really i'm getting quite emotional about it so i don't think we'll talk any more about that because i'll otherwise i'll end up being recorded crying on you which i oh, frequently no. do 
Oh, no, it's, it, it is, it is quite an emotional time. So you managed to get out to anything else or you just been packing and working and doing all that stuff? Do you know what? I can't actually remember what I, what I did last weekend. You know, <laughs> you know when you said to me, so tell us about your plans and what you do. I can't remember. I think last weekend was largely, um, it was going down to the tip or as we now call it, the recycling centre. And I've just learned what energy from waste is, is that you basically you chuck in your stuff that no one else wants and it gets burned to create energy, which we probably need given what's happening to gas at the moment. So just packing bags, actually, full of old toot, as it were. Uh, but then in between doing that, as I'm clearing things out, I'm finding like things that are actually nostalgic that I can't throw that out. I can't throw that out. I found my dad, my late father's tie that I remember he used to wear, I found uh, my dad's passport, letters from my late mum, pictures of my kids when they were babies. So it's not all been, well, yeah, it's still nostalgic. I still I can't believe I found this. Um, and then I found... Uh, this is this is something I'm really proud of. I found a program. You know, mentioned gigs that you met you couldn't make. Yeah, yeah. We'll come to that in a moment. I found a program from a gig I couldn't make, and I just wanted to say heads up to all you listeners out there. Me and Ian are going to have our first podcast argument when it comes to that bit in a moment. So Ooh, look forward to late, that later this on. Gonna be, this is going to be a headbanger. Have you, uh, uh, while packing all this stuff, have you discovered how much of a hoarder you are? Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to show you this classic tape for everyone. Uh, well, actually, Ian can see it. This is one of my tapes that I found in my, my hoarding. And yeah. it's by the classic artist that I'm sure you've heard of called Harwa Drame. And it comes from Mali. And I picked it up when I was traveling around Bamako on my West African jaunts. And I didn't know I had it. But that's being kept. It's not being thrown away. And for those that can hear, this is what a, a sound, not a breaking glass sounds like, a sound of a cassette being shaken. Oh, well, it won't work anymore. All right. <laughs> anyway, better play another track now. Um, this is Twin C who are playing uh, down King Arthur. Uh, that's recorded on Saturday night and shake the walls.
yeah, that was uh, "Shake the Walls" by Twin City. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's yeah, re- really exciting times. But we, while we're talking about hauling and things back in the past, um, yeah, one 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 thing I was thinking um, when I uh, the other week we were we saw Toya play at um, uh, Watch It Festival. Uh, it's sort of like brought it to my mind. She was one of the people I used to have posters on my wall of, um, you know, and, uh, you know, things like, you know, Debbie Harry and, and Susie and Banshees and various uh, 1970s footballers, you know, <laughs> like Peter Lorimer, Frank McNintock and all people like that. What about what about you? I don't, I don't remember. This is what's been going on with everything. There's very little. I remember I, I did put up loads of stuff about football. I used to get Shoot magazine, so I used to have all my kind of... I had a mixture of West Ham and Chelsea heroes, and uh, so, you know, we just lost another great footballer in Jimmy Greaves and um, yeah. played for both Spurs and Chelsea and didn't get to play in the 66 World Cup. And the one thing about Jimmy Greaves was... He looked great in photographs when he was about to score goals. He just was the complete package and an unbelievable player. And my dad used to sort of really swoon over Jimmy, Jimmy Greaves. But I, so I used to have pictures of footballers. I had crushes of people. You know, I just, I just was turning on TV the other week and saw on some ITV 55 or one of these programmes, you know, you've got this programme called Dave. I reckon there's a TV channel out there just called Ian. And on it, there's the <laughs> champions. And there's this, and I saw it. And here I am, uh, more than a quarter of a century, that's all I'm earning up to later, recognising this actress's name, who I swooned over, um, Alexandra Bastedo, who was oh. in the champion. So she would have been one of my pinups, I think, at the time. Um, and then I kind of had a little crush on Lady Penelope from Thunderbirds. And uh, and then my dad said to me, you've got to be careful there, son. There might be strings attached. And uh, oh, that's, 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 that's one of only two jokes that I know. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you set yourself up for that joke, Lady <laughs> Penelope. Yeah. So I don't have many posters. I What I do do these days is I love sticking up posters from vinyl covers. Um, so that's yeah. my thing, really. I love vinyl covers, uh, LP covers. And I kind of use that as my posters now. Yeah, I mean, when I started going to gigs and that, when I was, um, uh, I think, first, I used to get posters from the gigs as well. So, uh, like, Stiff Little Fingers and Clash. And then, so when when they play, had gigs down at Gold Diggers, I used to have a big alarm poster at sign on the wall. And, um, yeah, I used to get loads of stuff like that, really. So... I loved uh, band badges and things like that. So, uh, yeah, so I, kind of, I, like, I had bad badges... Co- vinyl covers and enemy covers. I used to sort of rip out pages from the oh, enemy yeah. and stick that on my wall as well. So I've, I've still got some of my old enemies that I'm packing away. So here's the debate. Should it stay or should it go? Should it stay or should it go? Well, you should, should keep the enemies if they're quite old. But, um, you know, at the time, we had enemy, uh, melody maker and sounds. That's right. You obviously were an enemy person. I was more like sounds. I used to get sounds. I would buy uh, the music papers depending on who was in there. Um, yeah, true, true. I moved away from Melody Maker because it was it was too proggy, rocky for me. And sounds had so I still like my metal stuff in those days. But Enemy, that's where I learned about the Smiths. So you know, they oh were yeah, always, yeah, and Enemy uh, was good, and and sounds was good for that. 
but the best thing about sounds was always the gig adverts in sounds. They yes. had, yeah, there you go. They had the best gig adverts in there and most comprehensive ones as well. So you, you, you're looking at stuff. Say, oh yeah. Could go to that. Could go to that. All the chores in there and what have you. And then uh, you wonder all the advertisements at the back looking for a, a, a guitarist or a drummer in a band. And there's yeah. always that kind of, I wish, shall I apply for it? And that was rubbish. I was always tempted, you know, <laughs> to apply for one of those, one of those and just become a, a startup thrash guitarist, but it never quite happened. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to play uh, a track from a band uh, playing um, in your venue uh, at the Red Brick. Uh, it's Funkinsteins and uh, My Pain. Your game. Yeah. 
Okay, that's Frankenstein's My Pain, Your Gain. Uh, yeah, ne- next subject. Well, you're looking forward to seeing the Frankensteins. They're a really good band. Yeah, I saw them at uh, Priston, the Priston Festival, and caught up with the guitarist. He's an awesome guitarist. That's going to be a great night with them. Uh, can We'll be funking up the joints. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, yeah, some great, great stuff. Yeah, well, well next thing um, I've brought up, Roadworks, uh, because... Um, yeah, one one of the, one of the big bugbears is the ones down by you. I I can't ever recall any time in the last two or three years that there hasn't been a month gone by with some roadworks between where you live, not not you know quite near the hospital, and Wells. There's always some roadworks or other on that road. I don't know. That must be the most roadwork bit of road in the country. Uh, I so what happens each week we have these ideas of themes and when I saw the theme this week and Ian talking about roadworks I thought what this is a Glastonbury (laughs) calling and I was just sharing with my partner uh about roads as we were doing talking about the road that has now been completed on the way from uh, the hospital down to through Coatesley and my dad used to always go on about every blooming road. That's the closest you're going to get me to swear, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I just it just made me so bored. That's a lovely road, and and I've been talking with that with with Roz and saying, oh, I can't. It just takes me back to my 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 dad, mum and dad talking about all these roads. It is a road. Am I that bothered? It's not the most interesting of subjects, Ian. I, I think we're going to kind of oh. uh, trash the joint here, you know. Okay. <laughs> but, well, in we're, term, we're, but in we're... terms of road words, can I also say that yeah. they've, it's got to be done? Um, but if we go on about it too much, we will be losing our coolness completely. Because oh, I know it's mums and dads, as Johnny Rotten would say. All right. Well, we'll get on this. This uh, what I'm going to play now. Um, uh, sadly, Jim Collins had a drop out of playing at the Rifleman's. Uh, he's he's um, uh, getting some treatment in the hospital and he's back home recovering. Um, but uh, we have replaced him uh, by a band called Giant Robot Bodies. Uh, we saw those at the Watch It Festival. And uh, if you remember, I spoke about it a little while back. Uh, they've got a double bass player. And when he was playing... Uh, the other guitarist went and stood on his double bass when he was playing. So I think that'd be a good laugh if uh, they get to see that in the Riflemans anyway. So this is a track by them uh, and it's called Heavy Meta. Mm Sonic 
Post-hypnotic, we're made out of iron Isn't it ironic, God? Heavy metal Used to be good Always getting better That's uh, giant robot bodies and heavy meta. Um, yes. So uh, you, you were saying earlier, more gigs that we didn't make. So you've got something that's going to cause friction. Um, Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> you reckon? Go so, on then. Yeah, well, this is it. So I'm clearing out all the stuff from the loft and all, all those things. And out comes a load of my lyrics from my songs. Plus in it was Glastonbury Calling. And it was some programs. And so I had the program from the very first Glastonbury Calling, which was 2016, 16, 27, yeah. yeah, 2016. And in it was Idols. 
at King Arthur. And that's the one disadvantage. I'm always going to miss the best gigs outside of the venue that I'm I'm going to be volunteering for. And, and that's what I'm not over, not seeing the Idols gig. And, you know, that's it. I mean, our friendship goes a long way, but I bet you were down at the Idols gig yeah, at that time. Yeah, know. but Karen didn't make it. <laughs> oh, no. Karen didn't you make it. You survived it, didn't you? So, Why did she um, miss it? Where was she? I was, she was up, up at the um, Red Brick. But okay. you weren't at the Red Brick on that one, I, were you? No, that, the first one was at the Rifleman's. You yeah, were at the Rifleman's. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, With a streaming cold. Yeah. You'd have banned me from it in the current times of pandemic. <laughs> well, well, yeah, she was she was um, uh, up at the red brick and she tried to make it back and she didn't make it back and missed idols. So um, is she over it? She uh, can't be. No, she she got over it because I I went to um, I, I said, oh, you know, you had to see him. We'll go and watch him again. And they played down moles the following month so we went down moles to watch him the following month and took her down there and we were chatting outside to him uh, after that gig as well so yeah so we saw him trifling and, and and then also farm festival that year so she didn't do too bad uh you know uh yeah but didn't see didn't didn't see it at her own festival you know yeah i know yeah, oh, no. so that's the one. So for me, you know, I, I, this year I'm was have loved loved to have seen Grandma's house. I might, I might bring a cardboard cutout of me, and I'll put it at the back of the stage area. People think it's me, and I'll have like these speech bubbles, sort of saying, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be back in ten minutes or something like that." And I zip off to sneak away to see Grandma's house because that's yeah, gonna, they're, that, they're, that's going to be awesome. They're one of those bands that could get big because I've already seen. Uh, some of the festivals that they've been booked on next year so far that have already been announced. So, you know, um, they've got an opportunity to step up quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, what one, one, one saying about one that I missed, it's one I'm going to miss on Sunday. Um, so I haven't missed it yet, but I will miss it. I, w- I went on um, uh, line and... Uh, to get Wolf Alice tickets because Wolf Alice are playing down cheese and grain at Froome. So I got online straight on moment. They went on sale tickets in my basket, got through to pay, just kept looping and looping and looping and looping. And, and it, you know, I filling in the information it's telling me kept looping. Filling in the, so I, I come back out and I had to come back out and go back in and book it sold out. So that's one I'm going to miss because of, uh, because of um, something to do with their website or or other, you know, their website cocked up, so um, lost me my tickets. So not happy with that. <laughs> I think I had that for about twenty years doing Glastonbury tickets on a slow slow broadband. But there's one that's actually we could talk about at gigs that maybe got away. It was yeah. um, the new Oasis film that's coming out, 1996, Nebworth. Oh, yeah. Uh, where they had like a quarter of a million people for two days of gigs. And it's yeah, kind of yeah. the record of a number of gigs. I never I never made that. I'm, I was never a massive Oasis fan. Um, I liked them when they were kind of happy and cool. I, I don't like them so much where they're grumpy and foul. Uh, but that would have been a, a, a very, it's a historic gig, that really. And I, it sounds like it was at the top of their of the, their game. They just had these two great albums out. So that's possibly one that, that yeah. most people will have missed unless 2% well, of the population we, apply for it, apparently, we, apply for tickets. We saw him on uh, What's Story Morning Glory? tour at um 
uh, Bournemouth uh, down there uh, on that tour. So that must have been quite early on. And then we saw them up, up at Loch Lomond, which is quite good. Flew up to Glasgow, watched them up there. But, uh, you know, I've seen them a few times. But, yeah, once it got, like you're saying, beyond that era, every time I've seen them, even that, that, that Loch Lomond gig, they seem to be get blown off. That There was sort of always someone on support who put on a better show than them. You know, that, that Lot Loman one, uh, Black Grape, bizarrely. They, they they just like, and that was, um, you know, at their height when they released their first album, they, they blew them off the stage. And then uh, we saw them at Cardiff um, in the uh, Millennium Stadium, but it was an indoor gig at Christmas, supported by the Foo Fighters. So who's... <laughs> You know, do you, do you think they got blow off the stage? You know, so um, yeah, it was. So, um, yeah, I got two two gigs to mention actually. One because uh, I saw a doc, another documentary on TV last weekend. Actually, that's what, that's what we tend to do at weekends: watch a lot of music documentaries. There's lots of good stuff out there. But the one that I have missed was last night. Uh, I'd love to have gone to the Jam Jar in Bristol, and sort of a ve- new venue, and it's a small venue. And I'm really keen to get to it. Uh, and last night I missed uh, Pete Joseph uh, uh, playing yeah. at the Jam Jar. And he's got his album launch had to be postponed from 2020 with his album, I Rise, I Rise With The Birds. And it's a fantastic album. And it's his first gig that I've missed in three years where he's playing with a live band and some of Bristol's great musicians like China Bowles on vocals. So gutted to have missed that. I wanted to get to that. But the other one, I just wondered the, the last uh, weekend, there was a program about Nirvana uh, playing yeah. in the UK. Uh, yeah. with, um, did you ever see them? Uh, now you're talking about gigs that we didn't, that, that we missed. I forgot this story and uh, you've, uh, I I didn't see Nirvana because um, I was I was at um, I was working in Bath at the time. And you know they used to have a, a ticket shop at the top of Walcott Street uh, and record shop, and um, you know so I went to uh, get uh, tickets for Nirvana from from because they'd just gone on sale because um, I got their, all their stuff quite early on and was got into into them really early and they were playing at the Beer Keller. Uh, so I went to get tickets uh, down there and got down there and realized, and, and I just didn't have enough money to get the tickets. So I went back to the cash point to get the ticket, get the money out to get, you know, come back and get the tickets. And then by the time I got back, they sold out. So between the cash point and the ticket shop. <laughs> so that's one that I missed because of that. But, um, you know, uh, I don't that- know. That's a bummer. That is. That is a so bummer. I, I'm bringing them all up now, aren't I? I'm prompting your memories. So yeah. I think I've got to say I'm really sorry. No, <laughs> but you were saying about Nirvana documentary. Yeah, it was really good. I think it was on the Beeb. I think it was the Beeb, and it's just yeah. about their tour traveling around the you know UK, where uh, they were just loved, uh, and they seem to be really enjoying. There's a picture of them outside their B and B in uh, in Kensington in West London just before they're about to play. Uh, it's really nice seeing bands, you know, where they're just starting up and everything's really fresh and exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a really nice doc- documentary and, uh, y- y- and their songs just haven't dated. It's just as urgent, as fresh as it was when they were around. Cause when they first came out, John Peel was talking about them a lot. 
I was totally into my kind of African and world beaty kind of stuff that I, you know, that I like. And they kind of passed me by a bit, even though I knew the song. I didn't realise that actually that was Nirvana. But I look back now and just think, yeah, they would have been great live. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, I'm going to play a track now. Um, This is by Twinners, um, who are playing at uh, the Queen of Cups. And this track called No Going Back. time when life was free no care in the world just you and me no need to hide behind a mask they told ourselves it would never last Ooh, there's no way going back now there's no way going back Ooh, there's no way going
right that's uh, no going back by the twinners uh yeah this is uh where another one where we lose cool points now rider cups this weekend um and um you know uh Sadly, me, me and Karen are really both into the Ryder Cup. We're absolutely mad on it, and we we don't, you know, you, you know, we, we we watch all of it start to finish, you know, and it's over in the US this year. So uh, I doubt if you've ever seen the Ryder Cup, have you? I have. I, if we we spoke about this a few weeks ago about how much I like a lot of sports, uh, and the Ryder Cup something I I have enjoyed uh, without talking too much of politics i don't know how we can be part of europe when we're not politically part of europe but putting that to one side it's really really good to see european uh, golfers defeating the americans on their home patch so when it goes to that sunday that final thing i don't understand the points i don't understand it i know a little bit about golf i had a golf lesson when i was 13 or 14 and quite enjoyed it to me, uh, as much as I can get into most sports, and I do get into watching a bit of sport, uh, golf on TV, it feels like a rich person's game, and that puts me off. Well, I heard a debate on the radio um, about people saying that about tennis and uh, and tennis and golf. And at the moment, when, when you look at uh, golf club, people who want to join golf club memberships, I think, yeah, they do spike up a lot for when when people are in their 30s 40s or whatever but i think you know um if you want to be a member and you're under 16 you're talking about 100 150 quid and it does you go on that's that's a lot as a membership but you know when when you think you play you play 11 aside football play football as a, a, a child you're paying like a fiver a match or maybe even more for your subs um so it's about the same as it's about the same price as well. And, and tennis, my uh, son, Kieran, he's joined, he's just, he started playing tennis uh, earlier on in the year and he joined uh, a club down at Southampton, at Southampton, uh, at Portsmouth uh, down at Southsea. And uh, cause he's a student, his membership for a year is 30 pounds it's like 30 pounds to play and you book the court and you can play as many times as you want. And also you can take a friend along within that 30 pounds that you've paid for a year. So, you know, I think, I think somebody, I, I think obviously within all this stuff, there's the elitist side of it. And there are probably our elitist clubs, but some, you know, if these, some of these things, if you want to get off the ground and get started and go, there are a lot cheaper ways of doing it you know, and um, there is, there is potential. And I know it does sound, uh, some of these things are elitist, but, you, you know, but sometimes they're not as elitist as you think. It shouldn't take away from the Ryder Cup because I think no. it is it is a historic and fascinating tournament and I probably will be watching a bit of it. I think the thing for me, um, I, sort of growing up in, in London in the, or the Essex borders in the 70s, where there was a lot of racism around and unfortunately it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. exactly head again. 
I actually do know and direct have direct knowledge of how certain golf club clubs in London in those days had that same 60s and Enoch Powell kind of headlines of who was allowed to join a golf club. And I'm dead deliberately not mentioning anything directly, but everyone can see how I feel in my voice where yeah. there was actually posters saying certain members of our community were not allowed to join. And that's painfully, <laughs> and I grew up with that. And that's why I have these feelings. Right. And they're, they're, and this is why you've got to challenge these things. Yeah, definitely, there, definitely. There were certain clubs that you say about races, clubs that women weren't allowed to play. Spot back, on. Back, back not that many years ago, really. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people got on and challenged that. So, you know, it's you, – and, and that's the thing. You can't say – because you want to play the sport, we, we, it's down to all of us to challenge anyone like that because we shouldn't take away anyone's sort of will or want to play enjoyment. And you look at, you look, you look at the, you know, there's a lot of more mixed race players and the, and the women's game is elevating as well now at golf. So um, the Solheim cup was, was great as well. And I love that. But, but like I say, you know, we think really from about 150 yards in women should be a match for men because that doesn't rely on strength as much you know from from for the, the short game um, i think i think also actually there, it's also time to sort of celebrate what has been achieved uh, yeah. so so the, you know the strength of the women's golf uh, game is rising it's not so well known uh, hats off to the beeb for promoting and supporting women's football which is really exciting this year and i'm re- yeah. i'm really enjoying that and so Huge progress has been made. And if you're going to criticise something, it's also important to do that. And as you say, to sort of fight to make uh, and encourage and, and sustain change, but at the same time also to uh, celebrate uh, any successes that has been. So, you, you know, I get that. So I think because of this, I will watch a bit of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> when is it? Because I don't even know. It's on it... this week. It kicks off Friday and goes through till kicks Sunday. Kicks off? Kicks off? Well, start. Well, Chops away, with, I think with, it was. With the way the American fans will be chanting in the stand, yeah. you'll, you'll be saying kicks off because, uh, yeah. They, A-S-U, A-S-U. Yeah, I know. But um, it, and, and just quickly explain, it's really easy scoring. They play a match, whether it's two against two or one against one, that each match they play for one point. That's it. If they tie it, they get half a point each. If they Whoever wins that match, gets one point but, so, but, you know this is what's ridiculous you're playing you're playing 18 holes okay this yeah. is how my mind works this is how gem world works i'm playing 18 holes i'm putting everything in it here and i'll probably be playing my imaginary game of golf with you we're going away and you're about you know three strokes ahead of me or whatever but i'm not going to give up i'm right on your tail here i yeah. get right to the end and i'm exhausted to try and catch up when i do and i get and i tie and I only get half a point for all my efforts. It doesn't seem much. They could at least give me 10 points. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, if if they scored 20 points a match, then you get uh, 10 points each. But, you know, it's just... It's a lot of effort for half a point, isn't it? You know, I mean, I don't know why oh, we're bothering right. here. Yeah, we'll leave it's it to the right. professionals. <laughs> it's easy to follow. Okay, we'll play a bit of uh, Stevie and the Masquerades now. Um, yes, yeah, Stevie, she's playing uh, at the Queen of Cups on the Friday.
That was falling by uh, Stevie and the Masquerades. Uh, yeah, this weekend's coming up. Uh, lo- lots of stuff on this weekend, like I said uh, a bit earlier about the Ryder Cup. Um, you know, there's lots of good gigs on in the area as well. Shun uh, Shun uh, playing with My Octopus Mind at the King Arthur on Friday. Uh, Crazy Legs, uh, you know him, don't you? He's yeah, playing the Ryder really good. On Saturday. Uh, Rohan Black is playing at Zigzag on Saturday. And uh, they got regime at the King Arthur Saturday. So it's like Glastonbury slowly getting back to those regular gigs. Now you're looking at a weekend and you've, you've got choices all over the place in town. So it's, it's, it's starting to get there. It's looking very good. 
Yeah, it's good to have the choice, isn't it? When you see these events popping up uh, and you know, well, I quite like to go to that and that, but it's at the same time, you have to make choices between one or other. So, yeah, well done for all the organisers and all the people that put on the music and despite everything, really, really proud of you. Yeah, yeah. I'm half and half whether I'd love to go to Tune Tune, but I'm half and half because I'm thinking, oh, it's a week before Glastonbury calling. If I put myself at risk and then, <laughs> you know, I think, ah, oh, you know, but oh, I don't know. I'm just really so much on the fence. I really want to go. and that, But I think if if I put myself out of Glastonbury calling, then that is going to be a bit of a nightmare. So I should be doing everything in my power. You're going to be going. You know, you can't, you can't resist it. And you're, you're, you're a legend in your mm. own, in your own half point of a Ryder Cup score. In my own half point. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Um, so yeah, you doing anything at the weekend? Yeah, bad packing. Uh, so I miss, I'm sort of going to be talking next week about the gigs I've missed. Haven't been to any gigs, just bag packing and putting all the stuff away. I did find my wig. Now, should that stay or should that go that I've worn before? Should my wig stay? Oh, yeah. Got to wear your wig. Okay. My Alice Cooper wig. So that's going to be packed. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to think uh, of a band of another suitcase. There was a, some, was it the Buzzcock? Something like uh, yeah. something in a, another suitcase. Is that, is that right? I can't remember another the name suitcase. of the album. Well, to... There's a new series of Nevermind the Buzzcocks starting this week. Yeah, but it's not a suitcase, is it? It's Buzzcocks, but it's true. It's the same name. But I'm going to have to get the name of this album for next week's show because it it, it feels like everything's been packed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And the CDs are coming too, by the way, and the LPs. Uh, You're taking all those. You're not selling them them on eBay, then? No, no, they're not not going. So that's what I'm doing. No gigs at the moment, but I will be at the Glastonbury Calling gig and catching up with some... Some of our not-so-old musical friends with old me there. So I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Well, uh, thanks a lot. Look forward to next week's show. And it's going to be a pre-festival show. So uh, really looking forward to that one. Uh, We're going to finish off the show with um, the St. Pierre Snake Invasion. So this is going to be very loud. It's Carol A. Deering. Thank you very much. Oh, 